welcome to Revival Train. We are a group gathered together to talk about life with God and what revival means to us. You know that if we want revival, we have to be the revival. This is part two of the first recording of our group discussion. The audio is a bit rough at times, but overall this recording is unedited. We hope you enjoy. We no, okay, we literally just talked about this today actually. Yeah. We were talking about because um in my in the he was using New King James, but I use uh, normal King James and I said quicken and it was um and then he was talking about revival. I forgot what the reference was. Because uh, quicken is also another it's another way of saying re- revival. Yeah, exactly. And then he pointed to one of the stained glass um Windows that was on there. He goes, yeah, the dove descending and the fire coming down from heaven, and all that cool. kind of stuff. That's yeah, cool. I was, yeah, I know it was pretty cool. But yeah, it's funny that you say revival because because Clint emphasized that like multiple times, like this well, morning as well. I think actually the talk with him has also kind of spurred some of that back into his mind a little bit more. I believe uh, it. because like I also mentioned things about like like casting out demons and stuff. I'm like I'm like like. I'm not saying our church needs to like literally spend their entire service casting out demons, uh, and I don't think that's, that's what it needs to be necessarily. Yeah, that's that's for But like, uh, but at the same time, I'm like, I think we should touch on it a little bit more than we probably do. I I, I did mention that too, and he, he kind of thought about it. He's like, he's like, like, yeah, that could be true. And then Rachel told me that that Sunday night at service, I Sunday went, morning. No, it was Sunday night because it was at like the on Sunday. Uh, on the, <laughs> oh, I, I thought. Because it was during communion. That's right. It doesn't matter what oh, time we're doing. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Like, like there's, there's like the next Sunday. I was, I was unfortunately not there for this, but he even like prayed for the like, like, and, and asked for like Christians like help with Christians being oppressed by demons. And he specifically mentioned that. Apparently, Rachel told me that. And I'm like, well, technically, he said anyone oppressed by a demon. Yeah, but yeah. Either, either way. But like uh, he he specifically mentioned that, and I I just that that makes me smile because I, I that means that I know he listened to me, and I, I didn't think he didn't, but like I uh, uh, I I just know that that it did he's he obviously I mean Clint's very very much like in line with God, and I'm very thankful that he's our pastor, yeah. but like uh, the fact that of uh, he is very much open and wanting a revival, uh, like he is very much like. Like I opened to to the the gift of the spirit, and he's open to to healing and the power of healing. He's very like he's. We're like I'm gonna be honest, Pastor B. Uh, from Wildwood, I would not say or open to all like, all this stuff. Like he may not like rebuke it if it happened like, in front of him, but at the same time, I don't know if he would. Some of it he would. He told me he would. Did you hear about what happened with Ariana? Yeah, I, I did, and I thought that was awesome. So, and well, now I'm curious, so can you explain yeah. so what happened with Ariana on the ride home? So on the way to Honduras, so they always fly out of Chicago to Houston, from Houston to Roatan. So Where is Roatan? Honduras. Uh, it's, uh, oh. it's the mainland, and then there's a little island, but it's, it's in Central America. Yeah, so it's, it's like an island off the coast of Honduras, but still part of Honduras. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you gotta row to get there. No, so no, row a ton. I You totally dropped the ball on that. that Thank you. That was so good. That could have been bad potential. So, <laughs> halfway there. Yeah. That's so, beautiful. So then, okay. 
that just made me think of another thing. There actually was a guy that got miraculously healed in the last one in our church. What? I thought that was Tina. No. There was a guy that went in for heart surgery for like a triple bypass, and when he got in there, we had prayed for him, and they said, there's nothing wrong with Okay, well, yeah. two healings. Three doctors said it was a miracle. But, um, so anyway, they got, <laughs> wow. so they got to Chicago, and the they got delayed because there was a mechanical failure. So, you know, every time there's a missions trip, there's stuff like this, you know, and it's like, okay, we got to expect this. So, so they flew to, eventually, they flew to um, Houston, and when they, wait a minute, am I saying this right? Yeah, when they got to Houston, then they had missed their connecting flight because they were late. So then they had to be in Houston for overnight. And, like, there's a family there that has, like, a baby and a two-year-old, and, like, it was really not fun. And Ariana was not really good at all. So to get to Honduras, you have to test negative for COVID within the last 72 hours. So because they were held up another day, they all had to take their COVID test again. Ariana is 12 or 13? Yeah, 12. She, 13. Hannah was there. She knows the phone. Yeah, you probably know about her. You should tell us. Yeah, Hannah. You're right. So, um, basically, we got to Houston, we got in the hotel, and Ariana had been having a cold for, I don't know, ever since we started driving down there, she had a cold. And so, we all had to get tests, and everyone tested negative except for her, and then she needed, um, she needed a... Like a more extensive testing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was still positive. And then, um, it's positive, so now she can't get in the Yeah. And then when they printed out the papers, it turns out, I think the nurse made a mistake on something. <laughs> so then they got, um, did you want to tell that? No, you can. So then, so they get on the next, they get on the flight to Roatan, and Dutch sits next to, you guys know Dutch? So he sits on the plane next to this guy that's like, he's a retired, so he's a Okay, Mark, Marcus and Shayla and Harley are not going to know Dutch. Well, no, Marcus knows. Down the aisle. Yeah. He was there. Yeah. He'd, be this, he'd be this morning, he's going to have your lives, ironically. <laughs> really? Yeah, literally. I thought about it. I think it's yeah. irrelevant to the story. Yeah. yeah anyway, I, I was more thinking of Joel because he's been going to our church a bit. So, um, so Dutch sat next to this guy that was like retired, real wealthy businessman guy. And he said, you know, he's been going to Roatan for the last 15 years to meet all these guys that are other rich people. And, um, then Dutch told him that, you know, they're going out for a missions trip, and he was telling him what a good Catholic he is, and, like, how he um, does all these good things, and then Dutch explained to him, you know, how the Bible says, like, all of our good works are as filthy rags, and how to really be saved, and the guy wanted to get saved. That's awesome. And so he prayed with them to be saved, and then 
when they got off the, the plane in Roatan and they were getting their baggage, the guy was like excited about it. He was telling another guy that he didn't know knew Dutch. He was telling him all like he just got saved. And um, he, he even told Dutch, he's like, I think you were supposed to miss that flight so that so that you could sit next to me. And he's like, and I think that I'm supposed to tell my friends about the Lord. Oh. So if Arian, if none of that, if the mechanical failure hadn't happened, you know, you know that. It's like, hard to have faith in the t- like in the moment as well. Like this, we're supposed to be serving you right now. And the fact that this like mechanical issue is happening, I feel like you're slowing down the process and you're just, just, it's so easy to get frustrated and angry at God. Dutch is going to do something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Dutch has always been really good about that because in every, like, because I've only gone on one mission trip with him, but I've gone on, like, certain outings, like, around town with Dutch before. Or, like, we've gone uh, ministering on campus and things like that. And every time something goes wrong, Dutch is like, all right, well, let's share the Lord right here. You. I, we went to Bay Beach with them one time. Uh, <laughs> we went to Bay Beach one time, and we were in, like, the swings. And he heard these two kids uh, talking about, like, how high they were. And they were, like, one of the kids said, wow, if you fell off there, you would die. And Dutch flips around and goes, do you know where you're going when you die? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my word. <laughs> no hesitation, just, you know. <laughs> Dutch was the guy that walked into our church, like, seven years ago, and he was like, <laughs> he got like a VBS player. He was invited to our VBS, like, and he's, you know, he's raising Ariana. He's like, I'll check this church out for, you know, VBS for Ariana. And then he's like, and then I ran into Steve, Clint, and Mitch. And I was like, oh. Jeez. That's fun. Yeah, he's still there. He's still there. The boys. So I, I think they actually. A good segue back into like what you were saying you were wanted to bring up for the topic is more like, you know, basically it's the question, and I'm gonna paraphrase, it's the question, you know, is God in control? Mm-hmm. And if so, why do bad things happen? That's exactly what my professor right? said. Right. And so and that that question is a question that probably everyone in here has uttered to themselves at least once I I, I actually talked about that with Chris Jackson as well. That was yeah. one of the things we talked it's about. It's such a question. <laughs> I question get this as your title. Or, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's a it's a very very important topic, and I would say if you again, I go back to like 2019, you know, mid 2019. I felt I was a very solid Christian. I felt I was very very good. I knew exactly what I was doing. Did I read the Bible enough? No. But, you know, I knew what I knew. I was good. I was, I was solid. Well, obviously, I knew I had a lot to learn, right? And I have learned so much since then. But if you had asked me back then, I'd be like, oh, yeah, of course he's in control of everything. And, and I did. God's in control of everything. You know? And uh, But I've, I've since realized that he, on purpose, gave up or not gave up, but he's he's not in control of everything because he gave us free will to choose. He has control, but he doesn't always take. He can he can do anything, he's but he's not. not doing everything. And he knows how it's going to happen anyways. That's because he's outside of time. 
It's so, so and, and it doesn't matter which decision you make because yeah. he knows how it plays out both ways. Mm-hmm. That's so just yeah, and we oh, very can't complex. Have, right? Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, and it's just like that's just how he looks at things. Just like we're looking. It's just oh, my well, and I always think it's like like when my kids were little and you know we'd be in the kitchen and we'd be like laughing and whatever and I'd be cooking and then if one of them reaches up and touches the burner they're just about to touch it and I go no like they'd be like what we were just having fun yeah. and then you did that to me like they just don't understand well, they start crying I know then they're gonna get burned I don't want them to get hurt. Yeah. And they don't get it. It's like they can't possibly get it. You know? And I think things happen in the world and we're like, what? Why did that happen now? And God's like, you my ways are higher than your ways. Yes. Yeah. You see, Dad would have let us touch the burner and then learn that way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's the only way that that's yeah. So this is a common a common statement that's made, especially at funerals. Well, Clearly, God let that person die so this person would come here and hear the message preached and get saved. So he let that person die for this person to get saved. And I take issue with that because a lot of people say it that way. They will say, well, you know, because they're trying to like find, find this person might have gotten saved. No, they, people have said the exact same thing. I've, I've heard it hundreds of times. I would like the few funerals I've been to. I haven't been to a lot. I've only been to like what five, maybe. Yeah. And the it's, like I, I've even heard that from just yeah. other people. It's not like oh yeah, the the pastor's coming up and preaching that. I'm not saying that, but I do hear that from people. Like, well, it just think about it this way, and then like they say that yeah, they're trying to look for the good out of the situation. Yeah. You know, it's just a bad situation, but. At least this thing came out of it, you know. The guy Death is a sensitive topic. But the, the, the reality of it is, is that the Bible is clear. It does not say that you have to have someone die and then you can get saved. That's mm-hmm. not ever part of it, right? It's never a requirement for that to happen. God doesn't require a bad action to get you to make a good choice. It's not that it doesn't that. Right. But is it bad? Sometimes we think things are bad. Like, oh, that was bad. And then later we find out, oh, no, that was good. Like, that well, person that died. Perhaps the result was good. In, the, in heaven, they're probably like, what? It's not bad at all. This right. is great, you know? Yeah. If they're suffering and they're... Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it depends on the situation. Yeah. Uh, it definitely does. Now, yeah. obviously, yeah. God could have healed them. That's true. But why? Ever? I don't know. It's not always. Well, it might even just be like something unexpected, right? You know, why did that plane go down and kill all those people? You know, and then they had a lot of wonderful funerals, and then that that statement's made, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, that statement's common at funerals, apparently, not the ones we go to. But, but, you know, but basically, I'm just saying, I've heard it personally. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's just, to me, it was really common. But I think the point is, is that, I think it's very important for us to understand that what's different about things. Why do bad things happen when we have a wonderful, all-knowing, powerful, I can do anything God? So, like that's I think is the crux of the of the discussion. I have my opinions on it, and I can definitely start if you want. But otherwise, does anyone else have any 
discussion points. Anyone at all? Any, any anyone? Any any anyone upstairs? Okay, yeah, and then Josiah. Uh, well, mom thinks I need. It's it's eleven oh five. I'll clarify. <laughs> I'll actually stay up to eleven twenty, but then yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm actually just gonna kind of rehash what I talked about with Jackson and Chris, because actually neither of them thought. Like, uh, I actually, both of them thought very similarly to me, which I thought was actually interesting. Uh, like, like neither of them thought that if bad things happened, it was God's fault. And uh, they, they were actually pretty clear in that matter, which I thought was cool to, to, to notice. Uh, they were like, like, yeah, no, because, like, the very essence of free will requires there to be another choice. Because if there's no other choice but for good things to happen, then you don't have free will. That's why God made a perfect world and then put the tree of knowledge of good and evil in it and just said, you can do anything you want. Just don't touch that tree. And you know what us humans did? We touched the tree. <laughs> and uh, like, <laughs> so it's just... Do not push. Okay. It's our nature to... Uh, I, that's why we have we have in nature, and obviously he was tempted by Satan as well. But but still, ultimately we made the choice, and any one of us would have made the same choice that Adam and Eve did at that exact moment. Can I just make one comment on the yeah. Adam and Eve part? So it's it's I just I hadn't really thought of it this way, and someone made a very clear statement on this that Eve was deceived by the serpent. Adam chose. He committed treason against God. He willingly chose to sin. So that's why the curse was on Adam and his seed. Uh, yeah, because true. he's the one that created uh, that was treasonous to God. Yeah. So there's that's the a big key difference between like, a, like it was never really just crystal clear like that to me before. And it's just a really neat way of, of seeing it. And it's very clearly written right in the scripture. That you know that she was deceived, and Adam, he was there. It wasn't like this happened, and she got tricked, and then she went on over to Adam and found him somewhere. And like, hey, you should have some too. You know, it wasn't like that. It said he was there with her. He saw the whole thing. He knew what was happening, and he still chose to eat it. And he wasn't running around because he couldn't find a fig leaf big enough. To cover himself with God, he was hiding from God because of the sh his shame and his sin that was that has been on him, and he was so scared because he didn't want this to to talk to God and see let him see him after he just committed treason. He didn't just sin; he committed treason. Yeah, never really thought it that way. So, so basically, because uh, I, 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 I said. A lot of times, I, I, I do this all the time, that people have like an argument against Christianity almost. They're like, but like, well, if God is real, then why do good things or bad things happen to good people? Oh, I, I hear that statement so many times. Yeah. And then uh, and then we started talking about just like, uh, and they, they like, like, like right away, they're like, like, well, it actually makes sense. Because for one, uh, even good people make mistakes. And those do come back and bite us, uh, and uh, and even and Satan seeks out to to make us reap the things that that 
he wants us to, to read, especially. It, it, the story of Job is a great example. It, he, went, he had to go to God to get permission. But he still, he still, he didn't choose this, the awful sinner over there to try to reap all, all what he deserves. He chose Job, and he wanted to find the one little flaw with Job, and then he wanted to reap and make him reap what he sowed and kill his whole family, basically, and all that he owned. But he also, Job also reaped what he what he sowed when he stayed true to God, and he got everything back sevenfold. Uh, so it's. Uh, it's a really, really good story of showing how, like, how and why bad things happen to good people. Because the, they, the Bible describes Job using the word perfect, which, like, like obviously it means that in more of, like, how he was aligned with God and, like, like that way. I don't think he was sinless, and clearly the Bible does not think he's sinless. But it's it's a really interesting word. I don't think that, that word is to describe any other human, human besides, like, like God, I mean, besides Jesus, if you consider him like also human, but like he, and no one else is called perfect in the Bible. Wasn't there a verse that says something like Mark the perfect? There's no perfect in, in one. Uh, I, I, I think Garrett's dad used that verse, like something similar. I don't know. <laughs> no one's Wait, which one? His name was Mark. Like something about yeah. <laughs> something about Mark the perfect man. It's like uh, a really short verse. Too. Yeah. Uh, I don't but, even know what kind. Of, it might yeah, not even be in that. Maybe, but, but it's one of the, the, the most common example. At least they even not the only one. But yeah, it's I. I we so we actually started talking about Job, and then we started talking about that that system that that Satan uses actually, and he's using that still to this day. And it showed that because that's what, how it works. So he has he has to climb Jacob's ladder. He has to walk up there, and he has to talk to. Like the system of government, basically, and be like, be like, like, hey, like, so this person sowed this at this time, mm-hmm. I want to reap it for, him, and I want, I want to give him his harvest, mm-hmm. and he he seeks out because that's what angels do that they're they they see what we sow and they and they cause us to reap our harvest. So Satan's still an angel, and he can still do that task. And, and, but, he, so but he manipulates it to try to to try to make like, like that's why you see bad people successful sometimes and not always and they and ultimately they will get what's coming to them. Uh, but he can help kind of prolong that like switch that around he, he can kind of twist the system so that way it looks like good people are getting what they deserve and bad people are getting what we deserve uh, and uh Especially if people don't recognize the system we live under, because God is a God of order too, so He has a structure to the world. It, it describes that in Proverbs all the time. But like, whatever you plant, you're gonna reap. And like, I, get what you get. Yeah. So, so basically, it, that system is true, and the world twisted the bit, but it is ultimately still true. So the good things you you plant will come back for matter what the timing is, God will bring them back to you. The bad things you plant can also come back to you, too. Now, with the blood of Jesus, we can actually pray against some of that stuff and not reap what we sow always, which I think that's one of the biggest parts of it. Uh, yeah, because we can, we can ask him to take it from us, and basically, and not reap what we sow, because honestly, like all of us... But the important thing is, is that it still gets reaped. Yeah. He just paid for it for us. Yeah. But the effect can still impact other people of the reaping. And that's the problem. Yeah. Even though our sin is covered for that action, 
our action still has consequences. Yeah. And it depends on the action, right? I mean, some have more drastic and obvious consequences than others, but they still do. And that's the thing, is that once the, the reaping happens, even if our sin is covered out of that reaping, it's, it still hurt other people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, this is why bad things happen to people that you didn't do anything. Yeah. It's because there's consequences that spread from the reaping. Well, I mean, it would be like, could be like, I, 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 is that mind blowing? I hate this kind this of example. Large, but like, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes extreme examples are helpful, but it would be like if, if in a relationship someone had an affair, uh, and even if they they completely let, like regret it, that they they come back from it and they they ask for forgiveness and, and everything is like good, and like after it, that's that consequence that that it has an effect that will just never go away, and, and like like. Especially if there's a kid. Yeah, like that. 16 years later, a kid like, shows up at the door. Right, right? like that would be awesome. the family. And like, like it, it's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that like, that like, obviously that's why God says we should be faithful. And like, right. uh, yeah, doing it God's way is always better. I don't know. Yeah, and like, <laughs> so many real people, like we see that in, especially like the lost people's like lives, because they, they don't really hold themselves to the standard. And not even all Christians do, but uh, but especially the lost, like we can we can watch their example, see how that affects their lives, and see like you know what I don't want that, so let's not do that. <laughs> and, and there's just so there's real world consequences to actions, uh, and if there wasn't, there would be chaos. Uh, it would it would be a complete and utter chaos, and the world would have no sense to it. And and that's just not God. He doesn't make things that are chaotic and miserable and anarchy. That's just not what he makes. He does have. He does promote government. He does promote uh, like uh, order and stability. But it's but the Satan's still going to take those things and twist them too. Like like organized religion. He Satan has take, taken that and run with it for a while at least. Now we can take it back if we want. Uh, if we strive to do so, but like, especially like, like the Catholic religion, it wouldn't start off like how it is now. But like serving a a, a man who says like who, who like, everything he says is from God, I don't think so. I, I don't think that's that that's not anywhere in there, buddy. Like like you don't have an authority to be like like my pope who I have to listen to everything he says. Like, I kind of wanted to. You don't even have a Bible at that point, then either. Yeah, exactly. You were talking about like the system, God's system of government. Well, it's clearly identified in the Bible. Uh, especially, I I know it's done in the King James version. Not every translation, I don't I think, think it has. King James I think it probably does, but I don't know if every translation does. But Job in a really good way. Of but but basically. When it's capital L O R D, Lord, that is the system of government. So anytime there's destruction by God throughout the Bible, it's always Lord. Every time, it's because that is the reaping of the of the seeds that were sown, the seed time harvest system of government that God has established as how the world works, and that is the part that's doing the destruction. It's because that is those things are being reaped and it's having that consequence. So this question is being answered throughout the Bible as like just dropping little hints just everywhere. Yeah. And there'll be like verses, especially in Job, like you're like you're gonna pull up this show up. Yeah. Great. Where you'll see specifically where it's talking about Lord, and then right in the next line it talks about God in a different context. Yeah. That's because God with a capital G is God the Father. 
and that's different than the Lord that is the system of of actual God's system. So and it's this is this is the passage where Satan approaches the Lord which is my for for a joke. So uh, this is the new King James Act have it in here so uh I'm now, I'm now getting more used to the New King James, so it's, but it, it's the same basic thing. So, now there was a day when the sons of God... So, sons of God is a common phrase to describe angels. It, it does that in, in the Old Testament, yeah. like all the time a lot. The, the sons of God had had relations with the, with the daughters of man. That was a, that was a thing. Uh, which the daughters of man? Humans. So, oh, okay. so, so yeah. I mean, angels had children with humans. That, that actual thing happened in the Bible. So, so. And, and it's, it's really interesting. A lot of people think that's where we get the idea of superheroes from. What I see, like, like, like angelic beings who have <laughs> and even like some of the Greek, Greek gods, yeah, and, stuff. Gods and like you know, that because they were real people. Like that, you know, that like, they actually had real power because they were children of angels and men. It, it, it said that like, like uh, Nathaniel Old Testament. This is a different topic. This is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be a whole different. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I started that. My bad. My bad. So, so <laughs> gotta keep on topic. Now there was a day when the sons of God. So now was a day when angels came to present themselves before the Lord. The sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. I didn't say before Him, but the Lord. It changed the changed the word. Uh, and Satan. So it's like just saying like. His system of government, yeah, you know, or like angels. Yeah, so replace, he replaced a couple yeah. of these spots. Uh, so to to and and Satan also came among them so because he is one of the sons of God. He's an angel. Uh, yes, <laughs> and, and and the system of governments, the Lord said to Satan, "From where do you came? Do you come?" So Satan answered the system of government and said. From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. And some government said, Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, who fears God, not not me, God, and, and this is God the Father, and shuns evil. So Satan, can you zoom it and all? Uh, I can make the text bigger. Yeah. But yeah. I'm gonna read it on my. I just don't know why it was in the column, like the little column. It's because uh, it's, it's on the iPad, okay. so that's like how it displays. Oh, for the U version. Yeah. I can switch the app. Just, yeah, just do it. Just do it. Just, I'm, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Satan answered the system of government and said, Does Joe fear God? So, again, since they feared you, does Joe fear God for nothing? And what I like interesting about that too is that's Job's thing, right there. It, it, Satan points it out. He says he fears God for nothing because earlier in Job it tells, or I think mean, actually later it tells about. Sorry, I need to this uh, it, it tells about how Job would constantly make sacrifices for his kids because he's wor- he was worried his kids had fallen away from God. So Job was paranoid that God was going to strike down his children, so he kept trying to like make up for it. 
But, but so that was the thing. So he says, Joe, fear God for nothing. Uh, and then, like, have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, around all that, that he has on every side? You have blessed the worst of his hand, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now, stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. But is that actually a sin if he was at like praying for his kids. So no, so what he wasn't just praying for his kids. He was sacrificing and trying to cover their sins without even knowing that they were actually sinning. He was he was afraid, and it was a bad kind of fear. He was he was afraid of losing his kids. He was he, it was a fear of loss. And that yeah yeah. So, so that 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 was I, I can't even go back to that if you want. That makes that was, sense though. Yeah, because yeah. Job Job had to sin. There there has to be a reason. So. Uh, and then, and then basically saying, like, he fears God for nothing, right? And then, that, like, and look, you basically bless him so much, he, had, he, has, he has no problems. Like, of course he's like, he loyal to you. And the Lord, the system of government, said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. Uh, so Satan went out from the presence of So, I mean, he basically just told Satan, Yeah, you're right. You can you can do whatever you want with this stuff, but you can't kill them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh. and then it, it keeps going on, obviously. And but what I think is really really cool about that is the dynamic. So the people connect that to when Jacob saw angels walking up and down a ladder on on earth. It, it happened. So what Jacob actually saw was was this happening? Angels walking up this to the to, to talk to him, the, to the Lord, and basically say, "Okay, so I found this out about this person. Can I go do this?" Yep, I'm gonna go reap that. It can be good things. It can be bad things. But Satan likes to find the bad things in good people. Yeah, he loves doing that. Uh, it shows that as a good example in in Job. Uh, but other angels, all it says. Uh, there came a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan was cast out of heaven, right? It, it makes that very clear. So Satan didn't go to heaven and talk to God. He came He came to talk to the Lord, because the Lord is this kind of set up yeah, aspect of God who runs things on the earth and keeps the, keeps the, the system going. And, and like, like that, that perspective on it is sometimes lost, because it's lost in translation, to be honest. When you read the original Hebrew, that you see that, like the different words of God are clear, and it, it, every time it uses different words, it's it specifies. Like I think even uh, the Quint will will say a lot of like the different meanings of what like like I think the Lord Lord L O R D capital stands for Jehovah most of the time. Yes, yeah, so there's uh, a different there's so, a different name for each one. Yeah, yeah so. so and Jehovah means, or like Jehovah Jireh or whatever, it means, it means like, like God yeah, who... Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah, there's like a yeah. whole bunch of them. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, and then there's a different one that means like God who does this, or God who... So, so this specific one is yeah. just like this, not just government that is there. Uh, and it, it is still God, because everything, God is everywhere. He is omnipresent, he is all, he is in this. Uh, but this is like this system that's there, and the angels use it every day, uh, or, or all the time, or however frequently that I guess has happened. 
but uh, I just find it really interesting because they basically showed that all the fallen angels, Satan and his demons, are fully able to still keep doing their, their job as, as the sons of God. They still keep doing everything that, that they're supposed to do. But they twist it because it's how Satan Satan loves to take a bit of truth and then just turn it into the biggest lie. Well, <clears throat> yeah, and, and it's he, exactly what happened really in the garden. Uh, a really good lawyer. Uh, he's very good at at uh, accusing the innocent and uh, letting the guilty go through. All my lawyers. Yeah. Yet they're so expensive. And my time. Yeah. I, mean, I can't help it. Honestly. Well, what does this conversation panel look like? It looks like the Lord is this judge, and Satan's trying to, like, be a prosecutor. And he's trying to, like, I, I, Job the defendant, you know? He, he's, he's basically telling the Lord what's wrong with his defendant, and the Lord rules, you're right, go do it. Because he is right. people see that as God. Yeah. And they see that, they read that as God. And then they're like, oh, see, God's just this judge. He's just watching me, the way for me to do something wrong, and he's writing it down in his book. And I, and I, he's, there's no way I'm going to be able to make up for all the things I've done wrong. I mean, that's where, that's how people get their views twisted, is because they don't realize this type of detail in the Bible. And then when you start realizing that, oh, when it's Lord, that's not God the Father. That is a system of government. That's how the rules and the, the way that the earth that he built, his creation works. And you start applying that and you start realizing that this is how he set things up. And it's just the process flowing through. It becomes clearer as to, there's a lot of topics in the Bible to me that became way more clear after I recognized Yes. Wait so, a minute. So say that about what you said about the Lord being yeah, so so when it's the Lord, L-O-R-D, that is God's system of government. That's the, that's the seed time uh, harvest way of, of doing things. That it's, things are planted, you plant seeds, they have time, they get reaped, and those and then whatever is sown, and you reap what you sow, right? And so that is, so that's what's happening. The Lord, L-O-R-D, capitalized, and the Lord says the same. You're saying that's not God it's not it God the Father. It's God's system that He built. It's still part of God, and it's not like it's a it's like a fourth person. Would that almost be the Holy Ghost then at that point? No, no, it's not even a. It's not another person of God. It's just like an aspect of God that makes sure that things happen the way they should happen. It's like the judgment of God. So it's 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 actually. It, it's it's a lot clearer in the Hebrew uh, because it does say that that Lord basically it, it, the, the yeah, words for Lord and, and the word for God are completely different. They're they're not. It's not like it's just like it's saying a different thing. It those are completely different words. And I'm looking it up in the Hebrew here, and it says Jehovah equals the existing one, proper name of the one true God. And I, I don't remember if this if this specific one is exactly the one that translates to Jehovah or not. But even if it does, that that would actually kind of make sense to me, like, like the existing one, because it, it is this. So I don't think the person of God 
is in it is like how do I phrase this? Uh, the person of God is incredibly merciful. The person of God is the one who waits for you to to, to repent. The person of God is the one that that is begging for you to not continue in your sin. But God isn't just slaughtering people. He just has to step away at that point and be like, alright, you've hardened your heart to me fully now, so now I, I will let it be reaped. And and it's clear because, it, okay, so it, back in like, I believe it's Genesis, and I, I can look it up if you want to at some point as well, but God has this, which is the Lord, and sometimes Lord God, which is another person. Yeah. But like uh, in, in Genesis, when after all the stuff with uh, Cain and Abel, and, and even like like then it goes on to, to like like after the flood, and it talks about a few of the generations after the flood, and one of them is the Canaanites, like in the big generation, and they committed this big sin because it was after I think uh, wasn't it like like who, which one of Noah's sons like like basically sinned strongly by like seeing his dad like that or whatever or like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ham. So Ham descended became the Canaanites. Uh, and it's, it describes that in, in that passage. It says his children were these groups of people. And then uh, and it basically said uh, uh, if they don't repent, God will bring judgment to them. Well, what happened when Israel came into the to Canaan? They, he, God told them, uh, like the, the Lord based, the Lord said, so the Lord said, kill everyone. Mm-hmm. Because it's been time, and they, now they're reaping what they sow. He waited. What was that? Like, like thousands of years? Or, or yeah, four hundred. The more exaggeration, hundreds of years. At least, yeah, hundreds of years is a long time, but yeah, yeah. But like, he he gave them lifetimes to repent, but they didn't. Yeah. Uh, and uh, because of that, he. He allowed the the system to continue, and that that's to me the biggest like like sign that shows like I don't I don't think like it's not it's not like Lord and God or like, you have to think of them as like two separate people and like they're like it's like now it's like another deity it's nothing like that they're they're all it's it is God that yeah. is God but it is like God this, Jesus Holy Spirit it's basically just this this yeah this this aspect that is set up in the world because God is not the one who wants to kill everyone. He, he, he he's is, not willing that any Yeah, he is not right. yeah, exactly. He he is not he's but he can't but because of this system and because of how the world has to work for order, he cannot allow unrighteousness to continue forever. Right. Yeah. And that's that's when the, like that's when it says like the Lord says you have to go in this land and just destroy it. So that's Lord what I don't understand God that... That's just God the Father. Oh, that's just... Okay. Yeah, and then Lord God? Lord God, I'm trying to remember what that one is. I mean, it's, it's just another name. It's another... It's, like, it's basically... Is it similar? It's God the Father using his system of government to create. I believe that's why you see it the most in Genesis. But, but God was the creator. You can look up the exact... Hebrew word, and then it shows. That's pretty cool, actually. The letter Bible is pretty sweet. I think I'll look at that. But yeah, so like, like, and it's I don't understand everything about it. So like, like obviously, 
everyone feel free to, to look this stuff up and check me if I misspeak on anything. But I'm not, I'm not trying to say I'm perfect on everything I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, no. And, I, and I'm very thankful you look things up, and I think that's actually helpful. And, and I, I don't think anyone should be, be a, brilliant, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think anyone should be afraid to well, like, like look things if, up on their if own. If you weren't questioning and something seems different than what you know, yeah. that would be dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, if you're like, well, I guess he's right now. I'll change my mind, you know. But sure, just automatic. If you're just believing another person, you're never going back and you're trying to understand it for yourself out of the written word, then you're doing it wrong. And just like every good pastor should should want you to follow along. And, and like that's again one of my little problems with the Catholic Church is like they typically don't encourage following along in the Bible, like, like yeah. by yourself. Did you know they lock up their Bibles? Yeah. Like when the church is closed, they lock their Bibles. Don't you that's think what, that's what you would want people to steal? But like, yeah, I, I think it's it's really interesting because it's not like to me, it's not like I oh my goodness, it changes everything. Like my whole outlook on life. You know? But it, it's a it's a neat way of kind of like understanding like how especially it's like. Some people say, look, the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament are not the same God. They act completely differently. Look at this. Like, like, why does the Lord say destroy them all? And then, like, Jesus said, love everybody. They're like, it doesn't make any sense. That's because it's talking about how, like, there is a level of unrighteousness that cannot be tolerated. Those anymore. were not really sweet people. Right. No. They were throwing their babies into the fire. Yes, and they, they were, they, they were literally <laughs> satanic. Yeah. And like in everything that they were doing, uh, like and that's what Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed because it was it was satanic, like the spirit of homosexuality was all over them, like like a whole bunch of satanic things was all over them, and God still saved like the one sort of good family left in there because because Abraham asked him to, and he didn't have to do that. Like I'm sure Lot was guilty of enough to be to be condemned with them, but he still saved them because there was a there was a bit of him left see, that was worth saving, you know. And and he he will he will suffer like everyone like as long as as long as as can be. But there is a time when they have to reach what they sow. And I think that's that's just the evident. And that's why People think that there is like two different gods in the Bible, but there's not. And when you really analyze it, you really look at it, you see it the same God was fighting for us from the beginning and the end. And that's that's awesome. I'm gonna read this little section because it directly talks about the, the names of God. And this is from Robin Bullock. He wrote this, and so obviously you know you should understand that's what it is. But I'll just read this through, and then you guys can just take it for what it's worth. Okay. It says, there is only one God. However, there are many titles that describe his position, character, and authority. Elohim is the name or title that describes the person of God in his fullness, the creator God. Elohim is the only name used for God in Genesis chapter 1. It is the title for God in his, in his triune Father, Word, and Holy Ghost. Elohim created Adam, Adam in his image and in his likeness. Secondly, there, there is a title, Jehovah, which is the proper name, Yahweh, or his proper name, Yahweh. This title is first recorded in Genesis 2-4. In the authorized King James Version, it is spelled in capital letters, L-O-R-D. In Genesis chapter 1, we find Elohim, the person of God, creating. Then in Genesis 2-4, we find Yahweh, or Lord, it's part of Elohim dealing with the earth and the cycles of life. 
When the Bible talks about the garden, it is Yahweh. About planting, it is Yahweh, always Yahweh. This position, character, and authority of God is part of God that governs the life and death of all creation through the system of seed, plant, and harvest. This is why if salvation comes, it must come through Yahweh. If death comes, it must come through Yahweh giving life to a seed that was sown, not Elohim. Elohim reveals the person of God, while Yahweh reveals the personal God in his strict system of, of justice. In the authorized King James Version of the Bible, we find the name Elohim always spelled capital G-O-D. The name Yahweh is spelled capital L-O-R-D. Yahweh is also spelled capital G-O-D, all capitals. Um, Adon, or Adonai, Master, Adonai. is spelled, Adonai, sorry, right. It's spelled, Ma, or Master is spelled Lord with capital L, lowercase O-R-D. Yahweh also refers to the system of harvest itself. It's kind of like the master in the New Testament. His name is Jesus, while Christ is who and what he is. Sometimes in the New Testament, the word Christ refers to Jesus' person, and sometimes it refers to the anointing that is on him. Lord and Yahweh is the same way. Sometimes it refers to God working in his system, such as in Genesis chapter 1. Sometimes it refers to God and his system, such as in Genesis 2 and 3. And sometimes it's just the system, as in Genesis chapter 4. Oh, Understanding the nature of the person of God and knowing the differences in his titles will make the Bible a brand new book for you, especially the Old Testament. Knowing these things, you and I can actually read the Bible the way God wrote it for us. Glory to God. And he continues. But I just thought that helped. Yeah, it, it's a much clearer. Like, I think even I was saying it's slightly wrong. From One thing saying. real quick. We should probably wrap up really soon. Yeah. Yep. No, it's right. getting really late, and I work tomorrow, and I'm sure other people have things to do in the morning. So I was just thinking I'm trying to listen, but I'm, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Okay, now we just got to do the test, and we can go. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, perfect. No biggie. I think I have a pen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyone have any like last closing comments? Well, I, I, I'll just quickly just just about the book. The book. Yeah, I, I think that's a great way because I I was I was saying wrong. I like how it says like like it. They're just titles and 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 like roles that God fills. That's a much better way of saying than like how I was really yeah, wrong. Yet. That, it's picture already gone. It's yeah. true. Okay. <laughs> uh, but like I it. Because obviously we know there's many names titles for God. I, and yeah, sorry, no. I I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, you're good. I think you know a lot of times when people ask that question, well, what about this and what about that? They don't care about all that, even though we do. We care right. about all that, but I think that a lot of times people are like, well, they're just making an excuse because they just don't even care. But they. They are so, like, arrogant that they think they know if there was a God, it would be like this. He'd be like this. Mm -hmm. And then they come up with an image of how they oh, think no God. And they have, it's like they make God in their own image. Yeah. And then they don't accept the image of God in the Bible. And they're like, well, no, 
that couldn't be God because I don't like that child. And what I've told people before is I don't like everything in the Bible, and God doesn't even like everything in the Bible. He doesn't like it where it says that like people are going to go to hell. He doesn't like that. And there's stories that we read in there that he just doesn't like that, and I don't like it either. But Some of the things that his beloved children did. Yeah, and there's things all the time that I see on the news that I don't like, but I can't, I'm not going to say, well, I don't believe that happened because I don't like that. Like, but people do that with God. They're like, well, I don't like that, so I don't believe it because I don't like it, you know? Yeah, it's like if someone just right in front of you just, like, like hit someone, you know, and you just, you watch it happen. You're like, I didn't like that, so it didn't happen. Yeah, like, it's like, it doesn't make well, any sense. Your truth, my yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, like, oh, oh my god, god. I, I, it, that's, that's my truth never one, so, <laughs> like, it, it just, and that honestly is what our cult, that's why our culture is trying to eliminate absolute truth. Yeah. Because if there's no absolute truth, there's, there's no God. That's where the whole argument of, have you guys ever heard the argument that Beth is racist? Yes. That's I saw that video today twice. I, I was wondering if anyone else saw that. No, it was so stupid. This uh, this woman was like interviewing this like trans person, and she's like, "Can you explain to me how the the math being racist thing works?" Like, because from from what I understand, you're saying that saying two plus two equals four is racist. And she's like, "Yeah, well, so here's the thing: if two plus two equals four, then that means that there is. You're saying that there's only one truth, and." So that's that's messed up because it like it completely defies the possibility of other truths. So two plus two could equal five. Then what's the meaning of the word truth? Well, and this is what Robin Bullock's here saying is God is absolutely. Yeah. That's that's their only model. Yeah. That's that's the whole reason for it. It's absolutely good. Yep. Yeah, it it is absolute. There's no. All right. Who's going to close us in prayer? Okay. Uh, dear Lord, thank you that all of us were here and gathered in your name and that um, we all found um, time for this. Thank you that um, I could reach away um, even though they were still tired um, after everything that I did with uh, Airsoft. Uh, I want to thank you that I was able to come here and um, everybody here is they all care for me and love for me and uh, same to them. I want to thank you for that and um, I want to pray that we can live more for you and look for you in our lives and that our lives will be able to reflect you when we do. Amen.